Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott, alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Hey there, Sean. I'm trying to get my own catchphrase. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> very, very impressed. See, I'm out of breath. I'm so impressed. Wow, Sean. Uh, so impressed. Uh, not feeling so hot tonight, are yeah, you? Yeah, a little under the weather here on a Friday night, uh, but we made it to Kingston. Uh, we both made it to the arena. One of us lasted a little longer in the building than the other one. That's but, right. Uh, we both made it into the building for the wild card game tonight. The full field events kicks off tomorrow afternoon. And uh, now we have 16 teams, Scott. Uh, Mike McEwen, his team get a 5-4 victory over Glenn Howard. Draw. Stopped about, I think it stopped in the forefoot, might have touched the button uh, to win the game in the 10th end. But overall, I think it was a, a really well-played game. And over the past few years, when we've had wildcard games, we've constantly remarked on how sloppy they tend to be. Mm-hmm. This one was not the case. This was really clean, well-played all the way through. Yeah, really, really well-played game. I... I think uh, in the feeling in the arena, certainly it was a pro Glenn Howard crowd. Yeah, no question. Glenn Howard's team seemed to have control. They took the hammer back when it came to the fifth end. They, you know, uh, forced McEwen to yep. singles. Um, a bit, maybe a bit of a strategy blunder in the fifth, where they had a rock buried behind a long center guard, and then sort of a setup of why, like like rocks arranged so they look maybe like a V, I guess, Yeah. in the house. And, uh, you know, there was no moving that rock off the button for at least uh, one or two shots. And they made a curious decision on Scott Howard's first to play a, a little hit and roll. Yeah. Uh, then they tried to figure out, hey, what, what can we do now that we did this? And it didn't seem like they had planned for it. But uh, I made a note about how things ended. McEwen... Had a pretty bad miss after after that, and then Howard played a, a double, and it sort of opened the whole uh, intern side of the sheet, I should say. Uh, their rock was in the same spot, and McEwen made like a beauty freeze. Yeah, uh, he was not shot rock. Glenn was still one shot. Yeah, and they decided after a long discussion to try and pick it right off the top. Yeah, uh, missed. But yeah. my my question to you is, when you've got like a stone pre- in a pretty good position, is opening a shot for the other team what you really want to do? Yeah, I wasn't crazy about the way they called that. I understood what they were saying though. So so by that point, I was back uh, out of the arena, so I, I was able to hear the conversation. One mm-hmm. of the things they were worried about was not having early in the end uh, on Scott's shot, as you were talking about was not having that path into the button area for the second point. So that's why they were talking about moving things around and and making it a little more open. Because you had the stuff around the sides, I I don't think they ever thought the stone that was shot at that point would count for a point. So they were playing to be open and have the stuff around count. That's what they were thinking. I didn't hate it. Uh, I, I wasn't crazy about the idea of it, but I understand, especially in a really close game, 
wanting to make sure that the the button area, the forefoot, is open. So I, I under it's a very defensive play, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we've seen more of that from Glenn Howard over the past couple of years. Right, moving to a more defensive strategy. Uh, so I, I I didn't hate it. I think yeah, I think that was a point in the game though. You know, they were in control. They were putting pressure on McEwen through the first half of the game. I think they outplayed them, really, mm-hmm. through the first half of the game. That could have been a good chance to put some pressure on and maybe flip the game in your favor. Yeah, one of the things that I thought, I thought that maybe instead of playing that hit, uh, he should have tried to come around to maybe the back four. Right. Uh, they talked about it. You, you know, yeah, you might give him something to freeze on, yeah. which is the downside. But at the same time, you sort of preserve... <laughs> preserve your situation on the button because there's a chance that McEwen could have tapped that and been shot rock. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then you're giving up a steal and you don't, uh, you don't really like that. Yeah. And that's why they played that last one as thin as they did. Right. They, they said, you know, play it really thin. You're never going to give up a steal. You maybe only give get one. Right. Uh, but basically they said almost play it to miss it. Play it to miss right? it. And, and then maybe you can get three if you just sort of paper it. But, uh, he ends up flashing that shot and only gets the one, because, which is too bad for, for that team because through the first four ends, as you said, they flip the game. Yeah. Right? They, they tie game, get the hammer back after McEwen starts with the hammer, and just sort of an unfortunate turn of events that they can't capitalize when they did have a good end going there in the fifth. Yeah, yeah, they really did, really did. Uh, McEwen seemed to come back a bit in the second half of the game. Uh, to be fair, he missed a couple of runs like just a little bit in the first yeah. half and uh but he had beauty draw weight all game yeah uh th- let's talk about the ninth end of it because yeah. it's it's uh howard is down one yes and McEwen just got a pretty good deuce yep. uh, in the eighth and so now it comes down to the age-old question yeah. do you want to have the hammer down one in the tenth or be up one without right so tell me what you heard on the discussion around uh, David Mather's second rock. They could have peeled, yep. kept the front open. I think they had three rocks in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, McEwen had a couple in pretty good position. Yeah. But what was that discussion so like? So the discussion really was, uh, at one point, Glenn and Scott were even thinking about, there was a, a McEwen stone sort of top four foot of playing the red guard back into it and sort of taking everything out. It, it, at that point, it really felt like they were going for the blank. Yeah. That they didn't like the setup for two at that point in the end, and were trying to bail out. And that run, if they if they make it, you know, three or four stones are out of play at least. You're probably guaranteed a blank at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what Scott and Glenn were talking about. Tim hated it. Yeah, uh, I wasn't crazy about it either because if you ever stick it. You have a guard, center guard, still up there, and two red ones at the top of the forefoot. So it was a really dangerous shot. So pretty much right out of Dave Mather's hands, uh, they were like, okay, straight peel. And yeah. it seemed like nobody was that committed to playing the run okay. and playing that peel, keeping it open. They knew that. It, it's weird, right? It's it's totally anti-club curling. There's five stones left in the end, five stones in play, and you know, Glenn is, or, or sorry, uh, Russ is pretty much saying, yeah, there's a pretty good chance of a blank here, which at a club level, no, no. there isn't. Yeah. So I, I understood it. At that point in the end, because it wasn't really set up for them very effectively. Okay. Now, they did have a chance for well, two. Once Reed threw his, yeah. then uh, Reed Carruthers, uh, I, I tweeted, boy, it looks like 
Team Howard's committing to because I believe it was Dave Mather's second shot. His first one, he tried to throw a peel and or he tried to throw a run and didn't make it. And he so he played the come around on his second, right? They didn't hit peel the guard in the first one, yeah, they peeled, but but on his second, right? They come no, around. they they played yeah. the come around. And I tweeted, Oh, that's the commitment to me yeah. that they're going hard for their two, yeah, and then. Uh, I, I wrote blank unlikely. Yeah, and then Reed Carruthers tried to prove me wrong <laughs> by uh, getting uh, all the stones moving that were in the house. Uh, managed to rearrange things in a way that it just uh, made it harder for the Howard team to try and set up their deuce. But they did make McEwen have to think on his last. So they did. There's a McEwen stone frozen top four on the shot stone. Two Howard stones off to the side, and there was a lengthy discussion by McEwen about, obviously they want to get rid of the shot stone, but how do we position our rocks to not give up a three? So so before I you get, you get going there, um, on Glenn's first, he was wide, Yeah, it took out a McEwen stone, but also took one of his out. So there was only one left on the side, Right, and there was a another Howard Stone shot yep. with the McEwen one frozen on it. Yes, yes. So excuse me. Yes, you are you are correct. So um, this was a really interesting point. Vic commented on it, and I sort of noted it as well that Hodgkin and Samogowski come right down, and before Carruthers or McEwen say anything, right. they're like hit this, roll here, do this, do this. And Reed Carruthers, I, I got to say, I don't, I don't know if it was apparent in the building, but Reed, Reed Carruthers was the MVP of the last two ends, hmm. with, and it has nothing to do with his shot making at all. Uh, so they're talking about thirty seconds, forty five seconds, and he just, he just says, "Let's hear what Mike thinks," and Hodgson and Samogalski pretty much immediately go away, and okay. they go back down to the home end. That was a great job. Uh, McEwen says, "I like this," and he's like, "Great, let's throw it." Yeah. Um, you saw it again in the tenth end when Mike is peeling a corner guard trying to get. To into go the shot slash, stone. Yeah. Um, one of them yells down something like, "Can we can we draw in now?" And or can we do this? And Carruthers just yells, "Mike wants the outturn draw on right. the last one." Right. And that was it. Right. So really good job by Reed Carruthers. That's a criticism I've had of this team. Yeah. That the front end has been a little too active in, in a lot of discussions. They can be useful at times, but sometimes it gets distracting, especially when they're calling line mm-hmm. during the sweeping. shot, yeah. which you shouldn't do. Uh, but really effective job by, by Reed Carruthers tonight. And if they can keep that level, or at least if Reed can, if he can keep that calm mm-hmm. and that level of control, this will be a really good week for them because they did not have that at the Manitoba Provincials. Mm-hmm. So for as much as I was impressed by the shot making tonight, mm-hmm. that team dynamic at the end of the game was very impressive. A lot better than it has been, for sure, for sure. And so uh, back to that ninth end for just a sec. Uh, he, Mike makes a shot that makes the double possible, but not without rolling out. Yeah. And Glenn is, you know, he's in it, so he's got to try something. And They talked about giving him one. They, Wow. I, I mean, down two. I don't know if I would have. Cooey does it. Cooey does it. And wins. Yeah, but Kevin Cooey's Kevin Cooey. <laughs> And Glenn Howard is 57 now. He's not uh, not uh, uh, Kevin Cooey. Uh, anyway, I thought they could maybe hit and get the double really thin and hit their own as well and, and get a blank. That's what they were looking at. Okay, so yeah. so maybe they could have done that. Then, so they, they get their one, and then we fast forward a bit to the 10th to the end where they've got a pretty good end setup. They've got two guards. Yeah. Uh, I agreed with the shot on Scott's second to throw another guard. Yeah. 
Uh, it's just two feet too deep. Two feet too deep. Yeah. And Mike was about to peel it. He walked up uh, for the peel with the same shot they'd thrown. Yeah. And Reed, yeah. if you want to call the MVP of the last yeah. couple ends, says, how about, the, uh, how about the intern and try to make the double? Yeah. He hunted that shot. Russ, yeah. I, I don't think Russ used that word, but he hunted it. Like as soon as Scott rocks, or Scott's rock stopped, Reed he, wanted that. He was he like, saw it, and that's that's a case too where you know my philosophy is always if the thrower sees it and if the thrower really believes it, let the th- let let them throw it. Mm-hmm. And that was a case where Reed wanted it, and it, it, it was a case. Yeah, I'm sitting there watching like he's gonna make it. I don't think any of the other three players on that team were convinced. No, I as think much you're as right. Reed. So you know, if Mike McEwen had asked Samogalski or Hodgson or even for himself to throw that, maybe they don't make it because they're not convinced of it. But right. Reed wanted it, hunted down, made it. Glenn makes two really good shots, yeah. but they're off to the side. That's it. And Mike makes two great ones, and and he's into the into the main field. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So. Uh, maybe a little bit of questionable strategy uh, at times, which is not something you think about when you think to Glenn Howard. Uh, but all credit to Team McEwen. They made yeah. the shots when they had to, and we're just the better team tonight. Yeah, and a really, really great game. Really well-played game. It's, you know, any criticism on either side is really nitpicking. Yeah. Uh, just a really clean, well-played game, and a game that, I'll be honest, I did not expect it to be as appealing on television as it ended up being yeah, yeah just because of what we've seen from these two teams yeah in terms of interpersonal dynamics at the time didn't appear as though any rocks picked no there there was one i thought <laughs> at a certain point uh of glenn's that i thought oh might have picked because yeah. something weird happened but uh i guess not so that's good yeah so uh really impressive game and yeah if we get those type of games during the week it'll be it'll be a lot of fun yeah we'll we'll wrap up here real quick but just uh one little thing about the ice yeah they were taking almost six feet of ice for draws, both to the wings and to the center. Yep. They were finishing so hard. Like, yep. you see it on TV, but because the camera's moving, you don't, maybe you don't notice it as much. Just from where I was sitting, you could see the rock and it was tracking and tracking. And then would it looked like it would take a turn. Right. Like, put on its turn signal <laughs> and dive. Yeah. So much finish. Uh, really sharp rocks, I, I suppose. So. Uh, the, it seemed really fast too. Like yeah. the players were sliding out. They're talking like fifteen and a half to sixteen yeah. seconds. That yeah, for a draw weight, which is really fast. Like if you look at the Scotties last week, I think we're at fourteen and a half to fifteen seconds. Probably so. fifteen. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at much quicker. So super keen. So it should be good for shot making. Yeah. That the we'll houses. see. I mean, it's it's cold here now. I mean, it snowed yeah. this week here in southeastern Ontario. Yeah, we'll call it eastern are. Ontario. Um, and it's cold right now. It's going to be cold through the weekends. It is forecasted to warm up That's over right. the course of the week, and we are right on the lake here. So, you know, hopefully the the ice can stay consistent. But it, it was really good tonight. A lot of curl on the draws, very yeah. straight on the hits. And, you know, Russ was saying that's what they expected coming in, given this ice crew. So if they can keep it like that, you know, there's no reason for the players to complain, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and, and it'll mean a lot of shots. Yeah, for sure. So we'll we'll watch how that changes. Uh, see if it uh, you know tracks uh, differently any any uh, one of those days. Yeah. But uh, and I really like that too because I don't like when it's you get a lot of movement on upweight stuff because then the guards don't really mean anything. Yeah. So so with this you can come around. You can get behind things. You have to be careful so you don't overcurl. Right. But if you can position it perfectly, when it runs straight on a hit, it makes it that much harder to get rid of. So it rewards good rock positioning in the yeah. house a little more. You, there's there's less 
room for error for the team trying to remove stones. And given how lively, we talk about it all the time, how lively the houses are, how lively these stones are, having straighter hit weight ice, that'll make it a lot harder for these teams. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of guys who can make runbacks in yes. this uh, field. So we'll see how that's impacted if, if the runbacks are easier uh, with, with the straight ice. So anyway, any last thoughts you have there on tonight's game i mean i'm a little disappointed i you know it was a pro glenn howard crowd and i think i was sort of leaning that way a little bit too glenn is just such a great ambassador for the sport uh it's it's always great when he's there and he's around it would have been nice to have that second ontario team that's a hometown thing Mm -hmm. uh and we where i i don't know if you stayed in those seats the whole game scott but we were right next to the Howard section and the yeah. whole family was there and uh, they they were pretty into it. They, pretty loud. They showed the them game. on TV quite a bit. Hey? Yeah, they yeah. were very nervous as those rocks <laughs> were coming down the ice. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I mean, great for Glenn Howard and and you know you hope he keeps playing and maybe he makes it to Saskatoon in a couple of years. We'll see. But uh, mm-hmm. great great job tonight. Nothing to hang your head about. And now we have sixteen teams. Now we have sixteen teams. So. That's going to do it for us here from Kingston. Yes. Sean, I don't know all the things you say at the end, so (laughs) why don't you uh, take that away? So we will be back with you all week. We're doing daily all week here from Kingston and the 2020 Briars. Uh, or Briar, the schedule or the plan is to do them from the arena the next couple nights after the last draw. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get in there. We're going to talk to some of the players as well. So if you have anything you want us to ask them, let us know. And uh, we can certainly get them after the games uh, again. Reasonable questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, if you want to, you can certainly find us on Instagram and Twitter at Game of Stones Pod. Scott's there at Scott Likes TV, and I'm at Dr. Shawnee Fever. And you can email the show, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com, and follow along all week by subscribing wherever it is you get your shows. So we'll be back with you tomorrow night after the first day of action at the Briar, official day of action mm-hmm. at the 2020 Briar here in Kingston. But until then, Keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that into Make the final.